And good morning, good evening, wherever you are. This is Brother Albert with Truth Traveler Podcast, Episode 2. It's good to be here with you today. And I've got a special surprise. My good friend, Brother Ernie, who has uh, known me all my life, uh, attends our church here. He is going to be bringing us the word and helping us out. Every journey requires a starting point as well as a destination. So let's begin at the beginning as we move forward here on Truth Traveler. We're speaking truth to revival on this road of life. Hey folks, Brother Albert here for Canon K. K-Non-K means heart-to-heart in Haitian Creole. K-Non-K is a 501c3 charitable organization bridging the hearts of those more fortunate with those who are less fortunate in the island nation of Haiti. K-Non-K provides meals, clean water, housing, education, clothing, and medical services for the underserved kids of Haiti. In addition to two fully functioning children's home complexes, a school for the local community, English as a second language classes, a place for the local neighborhood kids to come play after school with a soccer field, and a medical clinic. Your support helps supply clean water to a local fishing village, a transition house for older kids stepping into adulthood, and support to many other local orphanages in the area. Your tax-deductible donation will go a long way to help make a difference for so many in Haiti. Learn more at kanonk.org. That's K-E-N-A-N-K-E dot org. Thank you. So, Brother Ernie, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing good, Brother Albert. God bless you, and thank you for inviting me to speak today on your uh, new-founded program. I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm, I fully intend to make you a permanent part of this program. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can use all the help I can get, honestly. But, uh, yeah, it's always good to rely on and not to, you know, you are my elder. You know, I have to, you know, we have to admit you are <laughs> one of our great elders with lots of wisdom and, you know, every man should have elders in, in his life. Well, I believe that. I, I would be cautious about using too many adjectives <laughs> on me, but <laughs> no, I absolutely believe what you say, and I know it's very sincere. I actually recently spoke about the importance of elders. Elders are uh, elders are something very special in the Bible all yes. the way through, in yes. Israel, of course, and all the way through the New Testament church. They carry, actually, in my estimation, Brother Albert, much more authority than what I think the modern-day uh, church uh, uh, allows. Mm-hmm. And, and that's to say that organization-wise, of course, we are pastored, and that's the right thing. Yes, that's got it. Uh, I've never had any, any equivocation at all that after I've heard from my pastor, and now I have, this is my third pastor, now I am serving under, Mm -hmm. I have never had any equivocation about going to an elder. And I hope that continues because it's a very important thing. Yes, well, it's it's like a shortcut to wisdom, you know, where a lot of times in life, you have to gain wisdom just by your experiences. And it can be hard for a young man. That's good. I'm no young man, I'm over 50, I'll freely admit that. But still, I'm learning things all the time. But... 
to have elders in your life that have lived, have been there, Praise have God. been blessed by God, have had experiences both good and bad, and have found out how true the Word of God is, how faithful He is to yes. His Word, uh, that's golden. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. So I am beyond excited to have you here with me on <laughs> well, this endeavor. Thanks again. I, as we, forward uh, to it. As we go down this road of life. Yes. Let's, uh, so... Um, what have you got for us today? Well, I, I've been, of course, praying as, as everybody ought to before they speak. Uh, Peter actually said something about this in one of his epistles. He said that let any man that speaks, let him speak <laughs> according to the oracle. Yes. And so I don't have really anything more to say than, than what I would like to comment about on some scripture today. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, actually three different beginnings but it's going to take me a little bit to get there. I wanted to first, uh, in keeping with your the name of your your uh, program here, I find it really interesting because we are all on a on a journey. We're all on. We're traveling somewhere. And I would ask the audience today, where are you traveling? That's and uh, if you're traveling, as one of us is a uh, a truck driving man, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, what windshield are you looking through the windshield and what are you seeing out in front of you? Uh, I think it pertains both to someone who's traveling in an automobile. Uh, we're a very vehicular driven society, but also don't you know that as we walk through life and go through life, there, there must be before us the same kind of protection, the same kind of ability to view uh, the truck driver, the car, the one driving the car today is looking out and he's seeing in front of him curves. Mm-hmm. And his driving skill is giving him the ability to manage that curve, ever how severe. Mm-hmm. Same thing is true with stop signs or any signage uh, that, you, of course, you encounter. Life gives you many things that you've got to use some skill with to navigate. Even uh, obstacles. You know it to be true. <laughs> and I, I think anyone could say amen to that. Mm-hmm. So the truth traveler then, um, as you approach those, and sometimes, often actually, those dangerous or those things that could cause a problem, how are you approaching them? Are you using skill? And the same thing, again, is true, I think, about people who are in this wonderful Word of God. And I think, it, I think it's important to, you've talked about, uh, you've set this forth today about beginning. And so I want to talk about beginnings, uh, actually three beginnings. Uh, I take, I may pro- probably use a lot of, personal reference in this, Brother Albert, That's fine. as you do too, because <laughs> it's a you and me thing. I actually had an occasion to speak yesterday afternoon late, uh, and I spoke on something the Lord had given me about what Paul had written to Timothy in the seventh verse of the, uh, the uh, second chapter there, the second Timothy. He said, uh, I believe that's right, it might be the first chapter. He said, this. He said, Timothy, he said, I want you to give consideration to the things that I say. Mm-hmm. I don't like 
anyone else. I don't want to look in and see things in the Scripture that do not exist. Right. But I would say to you and anyone else who's reading their Bible and, and loves to read their Bible and looks into that book, that I think Timothy was in just a little bit of trouble of some kind. It's not clear, mm-hmm. but the things that are said there uh, kind of come to a head, in my view, when Paul says, Timothy, I want you to consider the things that I say. And certainly, when you talk about beginnings, uh, so very important. If you are, if you are, for instance, a truck driver and you started out today with a load, hopefully you paid attention to your boss. <laughs> hopefully you <laughs> you have a, a, a what do they call that? A manifest or something that they uh, there's said, a bill of lading for your bill company. of lading. Yes. Uh, that you have that you're going to stick to. Yes. And so you know where you're going. Even before that, you know, you have uh, the pre-trip inspection of the equipment you're driving. Okay. And you have also uh, the uh, the r- route plan. you got to know what road you're going to take to get there. That's interesting. And, you know, if, if there's a problem on a certain road, you got to take another road. You know, there's, there's plenty of, you know, <laughs> preliminary things to prepare for something like yeah. that. Traveling is a serious thing. Yes. And life is a serious thing. And we are all traveling through life. We're all looking through a windshield. Uh, we want that to be clear. We don't want something in front and on that windshield that would misdirect us. We don't want, for instance, let's pull this into a biblical discussion. We don't, we don't want falsehood in right. front of us. Absolutely. We, we don't, neither do we want ignorance. Uh, now, I said ignorance and not stupidity. Uh, ignorance is simply just not knowing. Right. And so the truth traveler is just a wonderful name for this, Brother Albert. But well, thank you. <laughs> let me get started uh, with uh, this. And I've, I've got down for you there, if you will, read Genesis 1.1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It's the first statement in the Bible. And uh, look in many editions, as you will, what you'll find, something very interesting, that most of them misquote it. They say in the beginning, um, God created the heavens, plural, and the earth. Huh. I, even, I even looked today in three versions, and every one of them says heavens. I looked into a copy of the 1917 uh, Jewish Publication Society, version of the Torah. And of course, being originally Hebrew, the word is heaven. But uh, that's just a little, that's just a little side point. There'll be a lot of those in these programs, by the way. That's very thorough, though. (laughs) Well, I think think it's it's something in the truth traveler needs to know. (laughs) You don't want stuff on your windshield. Right. Uh, You want the truth. But uh, this is, uh, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. I want to ask uh, about this beginning, which one is it? It's the beginning of creation. Yes. Now, if you will, um, let's go to John 1. 1. All righty. Praise God. John 1, 1. The Gospel of John, yes. In the beginning was the Word, that's capital W Word, and yes. the Word was with God, and the Word was God. 
So here we have, we are in New Testament times. We are, we are in the time of Jesus Christ our Lord here, having been born in Bethlehem, having lived and now having chosen some disciples and uh, walked about teaching in parables, working miracles, and so on and so forth, and leaving with his disciples truth. John picks up his pen, if he had a pen, as you and I know it, mm -hmm. and he says, in the beginning was the word. Mm -hmm. I want to ask you this. Which of these two beginnings, Genesis 1-1 and, Genesis, and uh, John 1-1, which one is earlier? Which beginning is earlier? They cannot be the same. Right. One of these is an earlier beginning. And uh, it's interesting to me that without John 1, 1, we couldn't have Genesis 1, 1. Mm -hmm. Because the word is in the beginning. Yes. And it really is the first thing. So what's going on here? What's going on here? Let's... Uh, I'm going to jump ahead uh, to a scripture here in the, Brother Albert, in, in 1 Corinthians 15. Jump ahead to a scripture here that I hadn't intended to get to until later, but I think make a point now. What is going on there when you see these beginnings, the one being earlier than the other? And here, uh, let's start there in verse 42. It'll take me a moment to put put you in context, but in verse 42, he says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. Now, we're not talking about the resurrection today, but uh, again, to get in context, he says, it is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, notice that. Mm -hmm. It is raised Interesting, a spiritual body. <clears throat> there is a natural body, mm -hmm. and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, he says in verse 40, 45, excuse me, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. That is Adam. Mm -hmm. Made there, and we'll read it in a moment, made on the sixth day. The last Adam... Was, a, was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit, this is where I wanted to come to, howbeit that was not first, which is spiritual, but rather that which is natural, and afterward that which is spiritual. And so let's liken this on to the two beginnings. The first beginning that we read in Genesis 1 is the beginning of, as Paul writes here, the beginning of the natural, right. which he says, praise God, has to, is the first thing. He says it was not. <laughs> it's very interesting when you look at it. He said, howbeit that, that was not first, which is spiritual. Now, the ordinary soul, <laughs> bless that soul, and uh, myself included, think, well, my goodness sakes, spirit is, is everything, and it is. Mm -hmm. But again, as you said, I think in the opening, there is a starting point. Yes. And so creation in Genesis 1-1 is the starting point 
of all that is natural. And it came before the spiritual. And then he goes on and says, and afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthly, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they that are heavenly. There's quite a division here, which I believe corresponds again to the beginnings. The natural man has a beginning. Mm -hmm. Everyone we're speaking to today, without exception, was born. Yes. <laughs> born at some point and place and time. Had a start point right here on the planet. Amen. And aren't you glad for it? Yes. Uh, aren't you glad for it? The birth of a child is one of the most, if, if not the most wonderful thing on the face of the earth, is a face of a child. Uh, to know it is to love humanity. And, and, and But we had a natural beginning. We must also, Brother Albert, as you so well know, have a spiritual beginning. Yes. And he goes on. He says, and such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, uh, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. It's, uh, it's inalterable. He has written it. We will be. And of course, let's, let's at this point make it clear that Paul is writing to the church mm -hmm. of the living God. This has probably been said maybe in one of your earlier podcasts or not, but the epistles, of course, are written to the church. They are not intended to fulfill the place of the book of Acts, for instance, right. or the gospels, either one, which, okay. which, which are, are different in nature. They have a different purpose. We probably get in that in future, future podcasts. Perhaps. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but he said, we will, we will, we shall and it will happen. He has said it, and it will be for those who are in the church of the living God, and that is the ecclesia. How, how is that ecclesia established? Matthew uh, 16, I think around verse 14, 15, 16, Jesus told Peter, Peter, I'm going to paraphrase here. You said we could do a little bit of that. Uh, he said, uh, this, this was not revealed to you, Peter, by flesh and by blood. Flesh and, blood. and he's yes. talking, of course, about the revelation that the mighty God is in, in Christ, Christ Jesus. Jesus. Yes. Praise God. Yes. And so, uh, and yes, he is in the mighty God. Uh, uh, as usually what happens when I, when the Holy Ghost moves on me, I sometimes lose my place. I get a little excited. That's all right. It's, <laughs> it's something worth getting excited about. Praise God. Uh, and he said, on this rock, I was, I'm not Peter, not you, Peter, uh, not you, Petra, but uh, on this revelation, that rock of revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Yes. And so we have, we have a church established by the Lord Jesus Christ. And evidence, uh, we'll talk certainly about this more and more as we go too, but evident, uh, ev evidently, of course, uh, born on the day of Pentecost, mm -hmm. established on that truth. And, and uh, 
we have that as the church. And so when Paul writes, he says, and makes the promise of someone bearing a heavenly image, he's talking about someone who is in that ecclesia. Praise God. And uh, so I think it's important to see that second beginning is actually the first beginning. Yes, that's kind of an inter, you know, changes around there. Now, I'd like to look at a third beginning, uh, and we've touched on it a little bit just in comments, but let's go to the scripture in Acts 11. Acts chapter 11, and if, if you hear pages turning, we're not turning notebooks with predetermined notes and things. We're turning our Bibles because this is, this is King a... King James Version. Bible, mm-hmm. yes. Bible tra- uh, traveler here. Uh, Acts chapter 11, and in verse 15, I should put you in context, of course. Peter is explaining... Uh, a, the instance uh, actually could be said, I suppose, in a defensive position, explaining about the fact that the Gentiles had received the gift of the Holy Ghost and that it was he, Peter, who was used in that regard, of course, at Cornelius's house. God had to change his attitude about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And he says in verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them, that is the Gentiles in Cornelius' house, as on us at the beginning. There's that word again. <laughs> yes, on us. And now, of course, the us is a reference to those Jews who were gathered in the upper room upon whom fell the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. You'll find that in Acts chapter 2, and, mm-hmm. and I know you'll want to get back to that at some point. But um, this, this is that, the, what I'm saying today is the third beginning. There are some other beginnings in the Bible, uh, reference to uh, beginnings of understandings and so on and so forth. But certainly from Genesis 1.1, now, and I just let's go back. Let's go back a moment back to Genesis. Mm-hmm. Brother Albert, I was going to have you read two uh, verse, wasn't it 31? 31. 31. Yes. yes, thank you. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. The sixth day. Let's talk about creation just for a moment. We'll, we'll talk more about it later, I'm sure. But... It is the creation of God that that occurs. This is the sixth day in which he made man. Uh, these days are 24-hour periods of time. They are, and he said, of course, in each one, the evening and the morning were that day, whether it be the first, second, third, and all the things, the many, many things that can be said about those days. I understand, you know, and we live, we all live under the, this, uh, this, what I will call a strong influence, which Paul called false science. Our oppositions of science, falsely yes. so-called. Falsely so-called. That's yes. a good scripture to keep memorized. 
not, not castigating science, not castigating knowledge. He's not doing that. No, no. What he is making evident uh, for the church to understand is that not everything that's called science is science. Exactly. Science needs uh, the whole process of testing and proof and evidence and the uh, and of course in all of that being an eyewitness to that evidence is vital. Mm-hmm. All of the things that are said and I don't have any intention today to getting into all the discussions about evolution. I'm not a scientist. I'm a Bible believer, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have some very good. Bible truths in my heart that I know will, they will stand uh, as an argument against many of the things that are said, which I deem to be foolishness about there being millions or billions of years. And I could, we could talk much about it. But death came by sin. Yes. To the evolutionist, death is good. Because to the evolutionist, death leads us a little further down the evolutionary chain. You understand, there's a perfecting process of death, which is entirely different than what the Bible presents to us. Um, Just to make one statement about it, but uh, I'm I'm sure there be scientists actually that would be listening and uh, well founded in their understanding of what they call evolution. And I would say again that truth is something you find as you travel, and to not disregard things that are before you, to not disregard truth to not let yourself uh, turn off in the wrong way, off of those curves, and not stop at stop signs, and not obey signals that are both evident to the natural man and the spiritual man. The spiritual man needs God. Yes. That... The, 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 the completeness and the fullness of a human being is not found anywhere else but in God. He's provided for us the gift of his very own spirit, which, of course, we, is called the Holy Ghost. And um, I love it, don't you? Yes, it's like <laughs> the missing piece that we realize, you know, we're, we, we are born, we are created, we you know, live our lives, but we come to a realization that there's something missing in us. Yes. You know, and only he fills it. We try to fill it with lots of things. Only he. Only and we're he never satisfied until we come to him. And that's the Lord Jesus. He, uh, he fills, he satisfies, he forgives and he forgets. Thank God. And how important is that on the travels? Yes. On the traveler's <laughs> road. <laughs> Amen. I had some other scripture, uh, uh, I thought it perhaps important, uh, and let me get to it in verse 26 of Genesis 1. <clears throat> and God said, Let us make man in our image 
after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over all every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And so God created man in his own image, in the likeness of God created he him, male and female. Now, I don't know who's in the audience. There's no way to know on these kinds of things. You may have a great deal of Bible knowledge. You maybe just, the Lord may have already begun to work in your heart and, 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 and tell you what Brother Albert had just said, that that we you need more. There's something more. There's something yet that has not filled you. And, and, uh, and so you're one who is looking and, and seeking. You'll off, and they'll, of course, there are theologians in the audience too, no doubt, no doubt about it. Uh, we use the King James Version. And in this version, of course, um, I have a book, actually, I'm looking at it up on my shelf up there. Um, I have a large bookshelf here with several books and things here that says which, the name of the book is, which version is the Word of God? Mm. Indicating, of course, <laughs> that they cannot all be. Um, there could be whole live, books written to them about that. Yeah. Well, we live in a time now when, of course, versions have just proliferated. They, we have them, all kinds of them. But we use the King James Version, um, and we can talk about that. Uh, we can validate the reason that we do that. But uh, let me say, I, I said that, of course, as a lot of preachers say, to say this, that the question comes right away in verse 26 when he says, let us make man. What's going on here? Because many have, many have turned to this idea that there is a multitude of deities. Right. That perhaps he was talking to an angel who would then help him create. Like he needed help. <laughs> like he needed help, right. <laughs> None of, neither is true. What is going on here? Well, it's, it is an English uh, word thing, but let's turn to Ephesians 1, Well, I think will help uh, satisfy the inquisitive heart about, about what is going on there. I'm trying to get there. Praise God. Ephesians 1, verse 11. And I'll, again, we'll be out of some, somewhat out of context, but there's something here to find. In whom also, Paul writes, uh, we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. Let me read that again. Mm -hmm. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will. My first pastor, who I love dearly, I miss and I love dearly, um, would often teach on the fact that uh, of, out of Genesis one twenty six that God was not speaking to another deity. He certainly was not 
asking angels to help him. What he what was he doing? He was counseling with himself. Hmm. And so Ephesians says he counseled with his own will, and, and he would make the illustration I thought was wonderful. What He would say, what does your wife or what does your mother do when she goes into the kitchen and wants to make a batch of cookies, for instance? Let's and see. She, she and <laughs> she opens the cabinet door, looks up in there, and put, maybe puts her finger to her mouth and says, now let's see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I loved it because it's it's such a simple explanation uh, where so many would complicate it. But the fact is that God was counseling with Himself, and uh, the what appears to be a speech, uh, not only here but in, a, in I think in uh, some other places here in this chapter, what appears to be a plurality of deity is not. Mm -hmm. It is making mention in in the primitive Hebrew of the fact that God is multi with multiple attributes. Mm -hmm. Multiple attributes. And that is what the plurality is dealing with, is his many, many, um, I won't call them skills, because those are obtained, right? but his attributes. And I, can we just mention that, uh, look, look uh, at the names of Jehovah, the compound names of Jehovah. Right, right. As, they, as you look at them, each one speaks of a different attribute, not a different deity, but a different attribute. Yes. And that attribute has been manifested to some man or some woman. And for that reason, then, that name is, his name is called, let me use one, Jehovah Repha. Yes. The Lord God that healeth thee. Um, there are so many others which is an entirely another Bible study. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Praise God. If we, I mean, if we could somehow comprehend just a small part of the amazing fullness of God, it would probably <laughs> blow our minds. I mean, we, we would short-circuit our brains I mean, to try and understand. You well, know. It's, it's, that's interesting because one scripture says the heavens cannot contain him. Yes, yes. <laughs> we we like to think God's in heaven. Well, He is, but <laughs> heaven, He's he, he is He cannot even be contained by heaven. And I think that's where a lot of people uh, get off track. Um, they try and either assign too much humanity or human characteristics to a, an eternal God. Yes, that is that fills all in all. That you know, He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. He's omniscient. He knows everything, and he's omnipotent with all power. You know we're finite beings, and in yeah. science, as you alluded to earlier, we try to categorize and define everything mm-hmm. so that we can understand it. But there are some things you just can't do that with. <laughs> right. right. And uh, I, I was thinking earlier today of uh, Ezekiel's vision of God, 
uh, the old song, Ezekiel saw the wheel within the middle of the wheel and all yeah. that. He was trying to put into human speech and words what he saw, and it was probably <laughs> frying his mind. And and to us in today's context, it just seems almost gibberish. We can't quite yeah. comprehend at all what he was seeing. Yeah, you know, where God, you know, told Moses, you know, uh, you you can't see the fullness of me if you no man can see me and live. Mm. You know, he's just so marvelous and so. Praise God. You know, he meant his word to be understood by us, but in his fullness, you mm. know, we in our flesh just could not handle it. Well, you put me in the mind. You put you put me in mind of the scripture that uh, that God has shined into darkness, and him, and has given us the light of the glory of God in the face yes. of Jesus Christ. Praise God! So there we see Him. There He is. We yes. can see. We can see Him. <laughs> Follow the light. Praise God. Oh. So I. That uh, today, Brother Albert, was what I kind of had on my heart. Uh, well, that was those, marvelous. Those you three beginnings. And I would encourage uh, you to continue in the Holy Ghost, and I'll get to, <laughs> as well as me, of course, all my friends, but also folks that might be listening, to look at this promise of the Holy Ghost that is all throughout this Bible, first in the Old Testament, not seen clearly. I don't want to indicate to you that it's seen clearly there. Until it occurs at Pentecost, there's many prophetical references to the promise that God would put his spirit in men. I think of Joel, I think I go on and on. But uh, but but ev- the evidence is at Pentecost, the day of Pentecost. So I'd encourage whoever is listening today as you're traveling, looking through that windshield, to be sure it's it's clear and 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 use your skills as you navigate traveling wherever that is. Maybe you're flying today, as you're navigating and traveling, and traveling through life. Be sure, be very sure, is an old song. Yes. That you are on the solid rock, Christ Jesus. Thank you, Brother Alan. Amen, amen. That was great, Brother Ernie. Again, just enjoy your wealth of knowledge of God's Word, and we're going to have a good time together. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) until, Until one of us can't do it anymore, I suppose. But uh, thank you so much for enjoy, for uh, joining us today. And uh, let's end with a word of prayer. I know Amen. there's some people out there that are literally traveling on the road, and I know by my daily experience it can be a dangerous thing. Yes. So uh, let's uh, say a word of prayer for them, and until next time. Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord thank God, you today, for Lord, for the privilege it always is. Thank you, God. To look into this light and this word of life. Thank you, Jesus. We've handled you, Lord, Lord. and and we're speaking of you today. In the name of Jesus, for those today that are traveling, that are listening, Lord, in this path of life that you've given them, them whatever that path is, I'm asking you to watch. I'm asking you to override, to cover them, Lord, and be a covering upon them with truth. And let, Lord, let truth have its full course in the heart. Don't let the heart, if once on that journey, Lord, to ever stand and say no, 
to the things that you reveal. And I ask you to reveal things, Lord, through the power of your word, the power of your spirit, through the hunger, Lord, that is in hearts I know that are in our great nation across the world today. Yes. I know there's hunger. I know there's thirsting after righteousness. And I know, Lord, that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. They seek to, to find those whose heart is perfect toward you. Those today, Lord, I pray, meet with them and let this word today be considered, as Paul said to Timothy, to consider the things that I say. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, God. Praise God. Once again, thank you all for joining us on the Truth Traveler podcast. God bless you all. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook at the Truth Traveler podcast. We have a page up there. Also, drop us a line at truthtraveler1 at gmail.com. Any comments or suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. Till next time, God bless you. Have a great day. And keep journeying down the road.